as someone who's been through the ups and downs of a weight loss journey, I understand the frustrations. Counting calories while pushing through workouts, it's exhausting. That's why if I had the opportunity to try Row Body, I'd be all in. Why? Because Row Body offers access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market alongside personalized lifestyle changes. And as I'm quite a homebody, I love how you can sign up online. So no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Go to row.co slash snoozecast. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's R-O dot C-O slash snoozecast. designed to help you fall asleep. Find us on snoozecast.com and follow us on Instagram at snoozecast, where you'll find behind-the-scenes content. If you enjoy our show, please write a review on the podcast app. Also, share us with a friend. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon supporters and by Turtle Doves. Tonight, we'll read Part 6 to The Princess and the Goblin, a children's fantasy novel published in 1872. If you'd like to start from the beginning, the first episode aired on April 15, 2019. If you'd like to listen to the previous episode, Part 4 aired August 19, 2020. One of the most successful and beloved of Victorian fairy tales, George MacDonald's The Princess and the Goblin tells the story of young Princess Irene and her friend Curdie, who must outwit the threatening goblins who live in caves beneath her mountain home. When we left off, Curdie, our little hero, who works as a miner within the caves of the mountain, secretly follows a family of goblins to see what they're up to. As he rounds a corner, he stumbles upon what may be the headquarters of the Goblin Kingdom. Let's get cozy. Close your eyes. Relax your body into the softness of your bed. Take a few deep breaths. Curdie was at the entrance of a magnificent cavern of an oval shape, 
once probably a huge natural reservoir of water, now the great palace hall of the goblins. At the other end of the hall, high above the heads of the multitude, was a terrace-like ledge of considerable height, caused by the receding of the upper part of the cavern wall. Upon this sat the king and his court, the king on a throne hollowed out of a huge block of green copper ore, and his court upon lower seats around it. May it please your majesty, cried a voice close by the door, which Curdie recognized as that of the goblin he had followed. Who is he that interrupts the chancellor? cried another from near the throne. Glump, answered several voices. He is our trusty subject, said the king himself in a slow and stately voice. Let him come forward and speak. A lane was parted through the crowd, and Glump, having ascended the platform and bowed to the king, spoke as follows. Sire, I would have held my peace had I not known that I only knew how near was the moment to which the chancellor had just referred. In all probability, before another day is passed, the enemy will have broken through into my house. The partition between being even now not more than a foot in thickness. Not quite so much, thought Curdie to himself. This very evening, I have had to remove my household effects. Therefore, the sooner we are ready to carry out the plan for the execution of which His Majesty has been making such magnificent preparations, the better. I may just add that within the last few days I have perceived a small outbreak in my dining room, which combined with observations upon the course of the river escaping where the evil men enter, has convinced me that close to the spot must lie a deep gulf in its channel. This discovery will, I trust, add considerably to the otherwise immense forces at His Majesty's disposal. He ceased, and the king graciously acknowledged his presence with a bend of his head, whereupon Glump, after a bow to His Majesty, slid down amongst the rest of the undistinguished multitude.